Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Peraldino Joey, or Joey at Wides, and Timberwolves Explosion is available on thesportstuff.com, iTunes, Google Podcasts, that's right, Google Podcasts, which is now a thing, which is great, uh, Double Twist, and Stitcher, or Stitcher and Double Twist, whichever way you want to say it, it doesn't matter, as long as you check them out and <laughs> listen to the show. Google Podcasts basically mirrors iTunes for Android devices, and it's the actual, you know, the actual iTunes for Google, you could say, so... Bada bing, bada boom, Android phones, ready to rock and roll. Of course, you had that for Double Twist, or with Double Twist and all that. You could still use that if you like that more. But Google Podcast is like the mainstream uh, podcasting application for Android devices of all kinds. So, welcome on board to those of you that might be uh, using that for the first time. Well, here we are. It's a rainy day. It's a rainy Thursday, and I'm not cutting grass because it's a rainy day, which gives me an opportunity to get behind the mic. Amazing timing that it turned out this way. As pissed off as I am that I'm not getting work done, I'm thrilled to be behind the microphone, finally doing Timberwolves Explosion again for the first time since mid to late July, if I remember correctly, a little before my birthday there. But the news is not good. And me and Vince Germano on the last episode had a long conversation about a certain player that the Minnesota Timberwolves gave up a lot to get from the Chicago Bulls. The player constantly was uh, bad-mouthing the team here in the offseason. Fed up with the young guys, Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins. Oh, they're too focused on this and that, Xbox, this and that. Carl Anthony Towns doesn't focus as much on defense as he should, blah, blah, blah. I'm Michael Jordan, and you guys are uh, little ants or something. That's basically his attitude coming in. And he did the ultimate D-bag uh, move here as we approach... Late, late September already, the 20th of September at this moment. And he literally requests a trade at the last second, less than a week before training camp. That guy, of course, is Jimmy Butler, who has indeed requested a trade from the Timberwolves in his meeting with Tom Thibodeau. Oh my God! Does this spell the ultimate demise of Tom Thibodeau and his regime? I don't know how it doesn't. How could it not? <laughs> I mean, I thought Tom Thibodeau was gone... Anyway, uh, basically, right when all this started, it's like, oh, yeah, he's done. Because clearly he's brought in a guy that is trying to destroy the team from within. You've traded away Zach Levine. You've traded away Chris Dunn, who didn't look so hot in his first year. And I know all the Rubio people out there are crying to the moon about that one. And Rubio has turned out to be a decent player, but he didn't play one game in the playoffs, did he? So, I mean, I don't know. He's another guy that gets hurt all the time. Chris Dunn gets hurt more often than he should. Jimmy Butler gets hurt more often than he should. So at the end of the day, you know what, Jimmy? Bye bye butthead. And that's basically what I put on the Timberwolves Explosion Facebook page. That'll be a sec uh, in the second segment. We'll talk extensively about that and the other signings. I'm going to leave that alone. This is all about the Butler mayhem, the Butler bullcrap, the Butler bullshit. Okay, pardon my French. It's just, and I shouldn't say that. I try to keep this a family show, but occasionally... Stuff gets out. And you know what? Frustration's going to get out when this type of stuff happens. Zach Levine gone. You can't bring Zach Levine back, I'm afraid. It's it's done and dusted. He signed a long-term deal with the Chicago Bulls. Do you think he'd want to come back now? No. Not after that. Unless, of course, it's a new coaching regime, new president of basketball operations, new general manager. Which is going to happen. And if it doesn't happen in the next year or so, if it doesn't happen by the end of the season, come on, you know. Of course it's going to happen. It has to happen, right? Nobody's happy with Tom Thibodeau. And then you bring in this 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 Tasmanian devil, this tornado, this God knows what, who comes in and literally blows the thing up into a million pieces. A guy with an ego the size of Alaska. When you know what? He can play. But at the end of the game, he's shriveled up like every other little shrinking violet the Timberwolves have ever had in the, in the big moments. Outside of Sam Cassell, and occasionally Stefan Marbury was pretty clutch. Nobody's been clutch for this team. Okay, Carl Anthony Towns had a nice little play against the Portland Trail Blazers. Andrew Wiggins had the nice layup and good move against the Phoenix Suns, and he's had a game winner here and there. Those guys, there's, there's still hope for that. But Jimmy Butler, in his prime, chest all puffed out like Vince Germano so <laughs> accurately. Accurately, that's the best word to say, <laughs> said. And he's out there forcing up shots against double teams against his former club. As if, okay, I'm going to hit it anyway. Yeah, that's just like raising the right fl- the white flag, pardon me. If you're double-teamed, somebody's got to be open. And it's probably going to have a higher percentage shot than you, you schmuck. And Carl Anthony Towns, 
Yep, I finally got to see the clip. Marcus the Forecaster sent it to me. Now, there's others out there. But this, this see, this one, you couldn't hear the audio, but you could read lips. A baby could read Tom Thibodeau's lips. <laughs> Carl Anthony Towns, late in the game against the Los Angeles Clippers in Los Angeles. It was not here. People thought it was here. It was not here. It was in Los Angeles. Um, Timberwolves leading by, I think it was about six at the time, with about 28 seconds remaining. Carl Anthony Towns receives the inbound pass after the Clippers scored an easy one. Thibodeau looking like, ah, after that. So Clippers getting within five or six or something like that, if I remember correctly. It doesn't really matter. The Wolves are up by a, a decent amount, and I do believe Minnesota ended up winning that game. But Carl Anthony Towns does a Brett Favre, throws across the body, and it's picked off, and an easy basket was scored. I can't remember if it was Austin Rivers or Blake Griffin or something. Um, at the at the time, Blake Griffin was still on the Clippers, so that gives you an idea. That was before the trade deadline back in January, I believe. Carl Anthony Towns, or excuse me, Tom Thibodeau slams his fist on the scorer's table, says, "What the f are you doing, JC? Stupid mother effer!" And he said it so openly. <laughs> Anybody could have probably heard it if they were down there. And that's Carl Anthony Towns. So. That's one of the one of the reasons why he's probably not signed his max extension worth $187 million. The other reason, obviously, is this son of a bitch, Jimmy Butler, who literally has... <laughs> I mean, again, he's like the Tasmanian devil. He'll come in and trash the whole place and say, oh, sorry, I want to be traded now. Now that I've trashed the place, I want to be traded. I've, I've alienated everybody. Get me out of here. I, you guys are losers. And I don't really like you either, Tom Thibodeau. Not, not that much. I'm not joined at the hip with you. You're just some... Guy who likes to yell a lot, but I like your toughness. I like it more than Fred Hoiberg, but 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 I don't care. I don't care. It's about me. I'm going to wherever, bigger market. And interestingly, he didn't even pick the Lakers. That's kind of funny. We'll talk about that in a moment. But um, Colonel Anthony Towns has not inked anything. Um, when A.P. Krasinski, actually it's not A.P., Athletic, Johnny Athletic now they call him, <laughs> John Krasinski, <laughs> formerly of AP, uh, AP on Yahoo there, the Associated Press and Yahoo Sports and all that. Now, of course, a member of The Athletic, which is a very, very nice uh, publication that I do subscribe to. <sighs> he broke the story that Jimmy Butler has requested a trade. Uh, Nick Wiggins, that is the brother of Andrew Wiggins, immediately retweeted it uh, with a quote saying, Hallelujah. So what does that tell you? That tells you this. Just get the hell out. Go back where the hell you came from. That's what it tells you. That's basically what the, the young guys are saying to Jimmy Butler at the moment. So... Yeah, adios, amigo. So that's good, I suppose. So this is a chance to finally get that Tasmanian devil out of the organization. Now you got to get the other ta- the other <laughs> destructive force removed because he's done enough damage already. <sighs> Boy, you will love what uh, Marcus the Forecaster has to say. There is a uh, very, very nice voicemail from Marcus the, Marcus the Forecaster. Pardon me. He sent it to my regular phone. Not even in, uh, not even in like audio submission road. I regular voicemail because I was working. I didn't even realize he had called, and he draw he just left a gem, a little under three minutes, a gem. I mean, it was like he was back on the air next to me again, and I hope he will be again someday. I mean, that guy is gold. I always love it. <sighs> but uh, yeah, we'll hear from him. But the reason why I'm happy today, the reason why I'm happy, well, there's multiple reasons. We don't have to sign Jimmy Butler to $187 million. I mean, is that not enough to get you to say hallelujah? Huh? Right, Nick Wiggins? Do you, I agree with Nick Wiggins. Hallelujah. <laughs> we don't have to sign Jimmy Butler to $187 million. <laughs> Jeff Johnson, if you're listening, not the guy who's running for governor, but uh, here's my little stamp of endorsement for you, brought by the way. But Jeff Johnson from Edina, locally. Uh, well, obviously the governor would be locally too. The future governor, I hope. Um, not that I'm trying to get into politics. I'm sorry. Just whatever. Seems like a good guy. But yeah, the Jeff Johnson on Flip's Army, which I also endorse. A nice Facebook page out there. You'll hear about that going into the second segment as well. Uh, had a very nice, uh, long, you could say it's an essay. You could say it's a, well, it's a nice post basically posted on the page about that too. Where, yes, it's, you, you we can be mad. And of course we hate Butler for, for this, but we don't have to commit to him now. And we don't have to worry about this anymore. Like, the the chaos is going to... Well, at least his chaos will be gone. And Tom Thibodeau most likely will follow. I mean, there's no chance Glenn Taylor's going to keep Tom Thibodeau around. 
you got to get some younger blood in here. You have to get a president of basketball operations and then also a coach. You cannot combine the two, especially not this guy. I mean, I knew it. Listen back to the, to the episodes leading into Tom Thibodeau becoming the head coach and president of basketball. Not when he got hired, but before he got hired. My skepticism back in 2016, it's there. Look back in the archives, download it and listen and hear what I had to say. You know, I didn't know as much back then. Believe me, I did not. <laughs> but at the same time, I was skeptical. And I figured, I, I don't know, is this the right move? Could this be a problem? Could this be a mistake? Could it be a big mistake? It was a big mistake. And today, any of us that doubted Tom Thibodeau, any of us that thought Jimmy Butler had the wrong attitude coming in, Vince Germano and I, Marcus the Forecaster, you know what? We were right, and the others out there were wrong. And I'm not here to to dance and to show off and, or anything, but we were right. You know, I mean, we were right. We, we knew. And I've admitted when I'm wrong before, too. I like Johnny Flynn coming into the draft. Have I mentioned that before? I used to like Randy Foy. So, again, I'm not perfect either. Not even close. But we were right about this one. <laughs> oh, and the and Flip Saunders, again, as we hearken into the... Uh, we're, we're approaching the three-year anniversary, about a month away of his passing. Oh, Flip. Like three years ago at this time, he was already into that coma. Oh, it was in early September. Oh, Flip. If only, if only, if only that never happened. You know, what, what a horrible dark day that truly was for this franchise. Uh, you know, horrible day for this franchise. <laughs> it just, it's fitting. It, you know, it's fitting that it's a dark, rainy day, sad and all that. Uh, and I still see that image in the sky when I first got the news. Beautiful. It was like a nice, calm Sunday morning leading into the afternoon. Minnesota Vikings were playing the Detroit uh, Lions. They were just starting to get things going. They were starting to play well. Stefan Diggs was just jumping onto the scene. It was his breakout game. And then, boom. Flip Saunders, you know, dies at 60. I couldn't believe it, you know. Um, <clears throat> I, I knew he was in trouble just because why would things get so silent like that? Obviously, something's really wrong here. But uh, what a dark day that truly was for this franchise. And... Here, here we are, th three years later, looking at uh, looking at a franchise that's 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 missing Zach Levine, uh, Rubio. I, I don't miss him that much, but at the same time, is Jeff Teague an upgrade in some ways? Yes, yes, he's a better shooter. He's a more of a pure shooter. He's more consistent. He's sure as heck more durable too. I mean, uh, the fact that he didn't get an ACL the way his knee bent it was unbelievable. And that guy is an 82 game point guard where Rubio never will be. Jimmy Butler will never be an 82-game guy. So, with all of that said, here we are again. Um, the sun will shine again. We still have Carl Anthony Towns. I do believe he will sign the extension now, especially now that this is coming to a head. Thank you, Lord, this is coming to a head, and we're not going to just sit and ignore it like Tom Thibodeau did all summer, which to me is R.I.P. Tom Thibodeau, president of basketball and head coach of the Timberwolves. That's R.I.P. Rest, rest in peace. It's it's over. Uh, it, why even... If, if it wasn't this close, if it wasn't this close to the to training camp, he would have probably been terminated, let, let go, fired, June, July, whatever it was. I think the Timberwolves need to do it anyway. I, I, I think so. Um, <laughs> Marcus the Forecaster gives a, a possible idea. Well, other people have too. Um, could it be... <laughs> Ryan Saunders, I don't think so, but I don't think so, but maybe some, well, it wasn't Marcus, it was somebody else um, but young blood, it needs to be somebody younger upper 30s, low 40s you you know, this this job is appealing in terms of look who you could look who you could be coaching, Tom uh, Tom Thibodeau, Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins and hopefully this Josh Okogie and Mr. Keita Bates' Jop will uh, emerge as, as at least decent players. Maybe o Okogi will be even better. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, where do you go from here? You say you tell Jimmy Butler to go bleep himself. Obviously, he's, he he if he suits up for this team this season. I mean, what are you doing? That's a time bomb. Do not suit him up for this season. It's over. Uh, so we just sit and wait here, and hopefully. A trade can be made, but look at the teams that he has uh, 
<laughs> he has suggested. I, I don't understand this guy. Does he really want to win, or is he just a, a dimwit? I, I don't understand. Let's see. The New York Knicks. Okay. The Los Angeles Clippers. Okay. The Brooklyn Nets. It's just, like, what were they thinking? The Brooklyn Nets, Jimmy? You, 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 you call yourself a winner, and you want to go to the Brooklyn Nets? Really? And the other good news is, well, yeah, just look at their rosters, and you got to match salaries, by the way, if you're going to make a trade, don't you? you got to at least come pretty damn close. Jimmy Brother makes $20,445,779. So you got to match something near that. Well, there's a guy that makes slightly more, Danilo Gallinari. He's okay, but he gets hurt all the time. Lou Williams is an appealing player, $8 million a year. That's actually a pretty good deal. Wes Johnson, don't even think about it. Patrick Beverly, I don't know, unless you're going to get rid of Jeff Teague, but who are you going to bring back then? That's $19 million added. That'd be a big-ass trade, you know? Hmm, let's let's, let's have a little fun, because I got the trade machine up. Jimmy Butler to the Clippers. Let's throw in Jeff Teague. Let's add Martin Gortat, about 13-5. Yeah, Patrick Beverly. I'm just imagining, yeah, why would we want Patrick Beverly, though? I don't know. I'm I'm an idiot. 26 and 30. Oh, yeah. No, there's, it's not even close. you got to add in Danilo Golanarch, and that puts things way over again. So that ain't going to happen. Go away, Beverly. Go away. So uh, that doesn't work. Okay, now we'll add Beverly. And that's about it. Okay, Danilo Golanari, Martin Gortat, Patrick Beverly for Jimmy Butler and Jeff Teague. Now, I don't know. Patrick Beverly gets hurt a lot. He's kind of a pain in the ass. Okay, we're not doing that. <laughs> I don't think so. I'm not trading Jeff Teague right now, unless you, it would have to be for it would have to be a completely different team. But I love Gortat, I really do. Ah, Gortat. So Jimmy Butler, twenty million. Gortat, thirteen five. Lou Williams. That might be the one. Gortat and Lou Williams. So let's try it out, and it was successful. So okay, Gortat and Lou Williams. That's what I might be looking at right there. That doesn't change your franchise at all. But then again, you know, Gortat's a nice center. Carl Anthony Towns could move to power forward. Huh? Huh? Maybe you add, maybe you add other pieces like Gergi Zhang, and then you also get uh, Lou Williams or something. Well, you got to get Lou Williams or add a Beverly or something. But um, <clears throat> it's an interesting thought. Those are the kind of things I'd be looking at with the Clippers. So then you try to dig deep into the... New York Knicks. So the New York Knicks were another one. They have some players. I like Tim Hardaway Jr., but not for $17 million. Joe Kim Noah. There it is. Yeah. Porzingis is not going to get traded. He's not even signed in uh, his uh, new big deal yet. A lot of people like uh, the young point guard that I can't pronounce his name from Fonze. He's uh, <clears throat> a possibility. Some people like Kevin Knox. Obviously, he's a possibility as well. The rookie there, Trey Burke. No. I know some of you like him, but nah. Courtney Lee, I've always liked, or not for 12.2. No, man. you got to make a three-team deal, right, if he's going to the Knicks. You know, none of these guys. Seriously. Except for, like, a Kevin Knox and that young point guard. I can't even say it. Moutier does nothing for me. He has just not done much. Um, Porzingis is not going to get traded. It's just not going to happen. Otherwise, you know, if you don't get one of those young excellent prospects like Kevin Knox or something like that, which I think has to be required, you're just going to get a big fat contract with a guy that's 30 years old and not that good. So, uh, and I don't care about Enos Cantor enough to make that deal. Is he that good, Enos Cantor? He's had moments. Okay, he averages a double-double a game. 14 points, 11 rebounds. So maybe. Now you could probably just about do that straight up because it's 18.6. Eh, you know, you probably have to add a piece or two here and there. Something like that. Uh, Butler, if you want Enos Cantor, yeah, one other Nick would probably have to come back. I would love to get, like, Knox, but I don't know. I don't know if they're going to trade away Cantor, though, because they'd have no other real center. So they probably wouldn't do that either. Though they did get Robinson, so we'll see. Leave that alone for the moment. How about them? Brooklyn Nets, do we have to talk about them? I don't want to talk about the Nets. They suck. <laughs> they suck. Alan Crabb, baby. 18.5. Damari Carroll, 15.4. Uh, 
Kenneth Reed's okay. I mean, I used to love that guy. Now he's meh. Jared Dudley, 9.5. So he'd be like half of the trade. Uh, D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> I don't think they're going to be in a huge hurry to trade uh, D'Angelo Russell. I like uh, Allen there with the uh, 70s hairdo. Love that guy. <laughs> he's just okay, though. Hollis Jefferson. I don't know, man. Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie, baby. Let's get Dinwiddie. Yeah, there you go. Spark plug off the bench. No. No, Shabazz Napier is not attainable for some reason. Daryl Arthur's never really achieved anything in the league, unfortunately. I don't know. What what, what are you going to get from the Nets? Alan Crabb? I mean, Alan Crabb, 13 points a game shooting guard for $18.5 million. That's like throwing up the white flag, wouldn't you say? Uh, Alan Crabb is okay, but he's just okay. I mean, I don't know. He shot about 38% from downtown. His career average is about 40. Okay, so at least he can shoot. And I do remember that. It used to drive me crazy with that sometimes. With the, but, of course, everybody on the Nets drives me crazy when they scorch us like old Dinwiddie over there. I like Dinwiddie. <laughs> Not just because his name is kind of funny. He did a good job. And he's still, you know, he's 25. Okay, his career... Career three-point percentage, not good. Career field goal percentage, not good. So, yeah, that, that's okay. That's okay. Um, but then again, is uh, Tyus Jones the greatest shooter ever? No, but sometimes he shows promise. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not that uh, I'm not that excited about the Nets. I don't think I want to trade with the Brooklyn Nets because you're not going to get anything. Seriously. You're going to get Alan Crabb, I guess, and maybe a draft pick. Alan Crabb and a draft pick. That's the trade of the century. And I know you can't expect to get a great trade, but I don't know. I'd rather have Gortat, who can help kind of, he can be, he can plug the middle. And then Carl Anthony Towns can be free to be a power forward and actually be a better player. Yeah, he could be like a stretch four who can do everything, block more shots, get more rebounds. I mean, his numbers went eight bleep when uh, Mr. Uh, Nikola Pekovic was in the middle when he was healthy for a couple of games. Carl Anthony Towns, you saw something out of that guy that uh, made me smile. If it's me, trade him to the Clippers. Even though, oh goody, he just made the West even stronger. You know, the West opponents anyway. But it, it is what it is. I mean, we're already in the West. Obviously, he's on our team. But, I mean, you just made another Western Conference team stronger. What are you going to do, though? I mean, you got to do what's best for the team. I think getting Gortat would be very helpful for the Timberwolves. Honestly, I, I think that's the best move you can do at this time. Of course, uh, and you get Lou Williams, which would be pretty cool. I'm... I like Lou Williams. He's he's not the youngest guy in the world, but he can sure shoot the ball. <sighs> Unless you like Danilo Gallinari. Uh, Lou Williams had an awesome season last year. I think he'd be a wonderful addition. And why would you keep Lou Williams if you're getting Jimmy Butler anyway? So that would be awesome. If you, if you got Lou Williams and Gartot, that'd be freaking awesome, if humanly possible. Uh, Lou Williams is about a 36%, 35% three-point shooter, so he's not the spectacular shooter, but he, he can be. He, he can get hot. He's kind of streaky. Gortat's a veteran, but again, a big guy, a big, strong uh, center. Not the strongest guy of all time, but he does a good job. He's solid. I'd do it. I would make that move. Uh, about, you know, eight points, eight rebounds, about a half, about a little, about a block a game, this and that. Good player. I've, I've always liked Gortat. He is 34, unfortunately, but again, whatever. You know, if he can, if he can play, if he's healthy enough to play, it'll free up Carl Anthony Towns. So I would not be against that move. I uh, have to look to deal Gorgizheng some other way as well. 15, boy, that's a big contract. Mm. You throw him in and add another player. Toby, no, you're not going to get Tobias Harris. <laughs> Maybe you could, but yeah, you'd have to cancel out the other two. Maybe just Tobias Harris and then another piece to help, like Wesley freaking Johnson, to help fill out the uh, salary cap and all that. So I guess that's where we are right now in the Jimmy Butler uh, sweepstakes. Some of you out there probably have better ideas than this. I would like to trade him to like somebody like Boston or something because I think you could get better pieces. The Lakers, you could get Ingram or something. You've you got to be able to get something. <clears throat> I mean, if it's the Lakers, they got to give up somebody like an Ingram or such. The Lakers, obviously not Hayward, not uh, Horford's $29 million. Wow. Kyrie Irving would be spectacular, but why would they do that necessarily? Uh, even though that Dozier is awesome. Dozier's awesome, but are you ready to give him the ball to, to win the Eastern Conference? Is is he going to be your guy and then not have a whole lot uh, behind him? Though I suppose, you know, they, they, they have some. Terry Rozier, yeah, he was he was pretty wonderful for the uh, 
the Clippers, uh, no, excuse me, the Celtics last year. Not Dozier, uh, Rozier, Terry Rozier. He was awesome for the Celtics last year. So we'll just have to wait and see. That's it. Those are ideas I would be looking at um, to possibly get Kyrie Irving, I suppose. You could, yeah, that would be a major trade. You probably want to, yeah, you definitely need to throw in Teague probably if you're going to do that, though. Um, man, that'd be a huge trade. I don't think it would happen. <laughs> and obviously Teague for Kyrie Irving wouldn't ever happen. You know, they're not going to do that. So, I don't know. I think I'm dreaming here. I think I'm dreaming. So, yeah, you probably are looking at like Lou Williams and Gortat, something like that for uh, Jimmy Butler at this stage. So, <clears throat> that's kind of where we're standing at the moment when you sit down and uh, analyze and you're able to get the trade across. I would not definitely not mind getting a first-round pick. Of course, you always want to get those. Do they ever amount to anything sometimes? And I don't mean a first-round pick. I mean how it's, all, it's always protected. It's always like 23rd or 21st, and it's like five or six years from now. So... Sometimes it amounts to something, and a lot of times it doesn't. But I don't know. That's That should be part of the trade <clears throat> if you're giving up Jimmy Butler, who's not 30 yet, so just turned 29. As long as he doesn't tear up their locker room, but what do we care, right? So with that, uh, Tom Thibodeau will not be the head coach of the Timberwolves by the end of the season, if not the start of the season. And Jimmy Butler obviously will never play another game for this team. And if he does, what the bleep are we doing? What, what are we doing? It would be just like bringing Kevin Love back which <clears throat> it's okay to say you're comfortable with it and then still make a pretty awesome trade, which uh, Flip Saunders, the late great Flip Saunders, once did back in 2014. That was uh, pretty, pretty damn cool. It, it took a while, but we had to wait because we had to wait for he, him to be eligible after he was drafted like that. So it was all just different type of scenarios. You had to wait things out. So that's just kind of how it goes. So with that, I'm going to take a quick break. We'll come back, hear from you guys. And first, we'll hear from Marcus the Forecaster. Hey man, um, sorry I'm just not giving you a call. There's, there's a lot of stuff going on with me. I meant to pick you up uh, last weekend and give you an explanation. Excuse me, but I was going to tell you about uh, what I just saw. Starting now. What I just saw about uh, Jimmy Butler asking for a trade. Um, at first, I saw it coming. I'm sure you saw it coming too. Um, that this is like the official flush of our hopes of being a contender for within the next five years. Cause now either towns could ask for a trade or we can only hope to get Zion, uh, in the draft or someone in draft who can come here and save us from this incompetence. Um, but what right now I'm most pissed off at, I don't know if a lot of people thought about it is flip son. I just can't imagine being Flip's son, even last season. I'm sure he's smart enough to see this shit, and he has to tolerate seeing this little stumpy child yell, curse, make bad decision after bad decision, and have to take it. Because he has to take care of his family. He's getting paid. So you can't go to work, even though you know your, your boss is incompetent and start yelling at him. I mean, you don't want to lose your job. But this is Flip's legacy. He got us to a position where he brought fans back in by having uh, us watch the team for free. And this guy comes in and completely pisses on everything his father did. And he has to sit there front row watching this. And that fucking sucks. I feel I feel bad for him. That fucking sucks. And now he's gonna be fired. Probably now probably have to watch someone else get hired. It's just ridiculous. But yeah, that's what I feel about that. The whole everything else is pretty self-explanatory. As far as any any Wolves fan, how they feel about this guy coming in, getting rid of our future. We went from being 
one of the best teams, not I mean talked about as the best up and coming teams to this total debacle. <laughs> but yeah, it sucks. back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number two in this case, Fan Interaction. Wasn't that fantastic by Marcus the Forecaster? Let's hope and pray he keeps those coming. And uh, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna beg him to do so because that was awesome. I miss hearing him on the air. And if we can at least get snippets like that, it makes the show that much better. It really does. And that's a huge invite to all of you out there as well. Tanae Brown, Vince Germano, Hank McCoy, Jeff Johnson locally. Why not? Uh, he even liked a tweet on Twitter, kind of, so I guess he follows Timberwolves Explosion on Twitter, too, so thank you for that very much, Jeff Johnson. Awesome. Thoughts by Marcus the Forecaster. Yep, giving us perspective uh how Ryan Saunders must feel. It, it must be really tough, like literally sitting there watching Flip Saunders' vision getting torn to pieces, and uh, it's not completely gone, but it's uh, beat to hell, without a doubt. It's beat to hell, and it's extremely frustrating. Nice to see Tyus Jones is still here, as that was one of the last uh, memories of Flip Saunders, as uh, he went to go Literally went to go uh, pick up uh, Tyus Jones as if he was picking up one of his uh, one one of the youngsters, you know, getting ready for a basketball game, you know, <laughs> maybe like a high school coach coming to pick up this uh, star player for his team or new player for the team. Let's go! Here's your here's your jersey. Wasn't that the coolest thing? Is that's one of the last remaining memories of Flip Saunders as a president of basketball operations and all that. Uh, it was a wonderful memory and very sad as well to think that was it. Mm. Uh, yeah, so at Wolves Explosion is the Twitter account. At Wolves Explosion is the Twitter account. I'm for some stinking reason there's too much junk and I can't. It won't even let me go back far enough because it's you know too much junk notifications that aren't related to Timberwolves Explosion. So I can't even see who retweeted the recent show. Well, kind of recent show. It's been a while now, but uh, I believe Vince Germano is one of them. Tanae usually. So those of you that. Uh, Retweet. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Vince Germano out of Australia, Tene Brown out of New Zealand, and others that may have as well. I apologize. I didn't see it. So my my bad there. Vince Germano at Vinrock44 says, I kept telling you because that was at the time when Matt Ellentuck was also kind of passing the story on and showing Nick Wiggins' tweet. Hallelujah. He was saying, it's September. Jimmy Butler just requested a trade. And now Andrew Wiggins' brother is throwing up hallelujah tweets in response. Vince Germano says, I kept telling you, kept telling y'all, yep, as he knew that, uh, he knew this was going to happen at some point, and I agree, uh, we, we both knew without a doubt, uh, Ricky Rubio's famous tweet also was like he's covering his face, like, wow, give me a break, like, wow, <laughs> like that kind of figures, and a lot of people liking that one today, Vince, and many others out there, thank you very much, Jeff Johnson also liking one of the tweets along the way, um, didn't hear from Pumpa this this time around, but yeah, I mean it's been a kind of a quiet off season, unfortunately. So that kind of is what that is. Twitter account fairly quiet as of right now, and that's okay because it'll pick up in time. I need to tweet more often anyway. Tim Rules Explosion Facebook page, but before that, I'm going to give a shout out to Flips Army, the Flips Army Facebook page, in-game threads and all kinds of news, all that kind of stuff, all Tim Rules talk. Ignore anything that involves the Golden State Warriors because. It's not Warriors related, so if anybody posts that, just ignore it. It doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, frick, frick the Warriors. Uh, let's just keep going. If humanly possible, got to scroll down a bit. All kinds of news, including the freaking patent again. God, my goodness. You know, I don't even. I don't even want to talk about it. I'm so sick of it now. Oh yeah, Tom Gugliotta. Yep, I knew I was gonna. I knew there was gonna be a significant amount of stuff to talk about, and of course there is. Where is the last show? You just got to keep going down, down, down. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. And, of course, at Wolves Explosion for Twitter, if humanly possible. This is just going to go on and on. Finally found it. Um, no comments on the last posting of the show, which is episode 233. But thank you there. Uh, Wojnowski was saying, oh, Belica went to the... Well, he was leaving the... Uh, he signed with the Sixers, left the Sixers. That's how far back we're going. Holy cow. But not too much on this one, which is good, I suppose. Ali Siddiqui says, makes the decision to sign Tolliver look even better. 
Ali was saying, I like Veli Batalver has been an upgrade, especially on the defensive side. But yeah, he can also shoot the threes really well. Ali Sidikai says, Johnny K says, it would have been different if he resigned. So, interesting. Uh, Tanae Brown says, can't blame him for wanting to raise his family in his homeland. Dick moved, but family first. The funny part is he moved on as well to, I believe it was Sacramento. So, I don't know. It's just looking for a better deal at the end of the day. Pioneer Press, this was interesting too. In January, he was saying... Um, Taj Gibson, man, it's been this long. I remember posting this, and it seems like forever. <sighs> Taj Gibson said, now again, Pioneer Press, way back in January, Forecaster and I talked about it. I remember at the time, early August, we were having a convo. He came over, we had a convo about things, and he was saying he found this, and then I looked it up, and bam, there it was. Taj Gibson says, most of the guys have been here for a while. Everybody knows to block him out, him being Tom Thibodeau an expert on playing for Thibodeau. He's going to let you play. The only time when you really listen is when he's giving defensive coverages. But other than that, you've got to block him out. So if that's how bad, if, if it's that bad with Tom Thibodeau, that players just block him out, well, doesn't that mean the team is tuning the guy out? When people are tuning out a coach, that means he's not very good, right? Or his message isn't getting through. Or they're tired of his message. <laughs> <laughs> what does that tell you, Glenn Taylor? Oh, boy. Why did you need a search firm to bring this guy in? You knew who he was regardless, if, if it's a search firm or not. You knew he had pedigree as a defensive coach. He had... <laughs> but he had problems with personnel. And, well, we're not seeing the defense, and he's having problems with personnel. So, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> so let's just keep going where we were here. Yep, I was, yep, I was, yep, Marcus Morgaster brought this up, yep. Uh, Vince Germano said part of me was hoping it was said tongue-in-cheek, and probably not, but I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It sounds serious to me. The Timberwolves added sharpshooter James Nunley, and he's one of the uh, to hit, ready-to-hit shots in the app, TwinCities.com. That's, of course, the uh, Pioneer Press. Could be a nice addition. Shot extremely well over in Europe last year, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, James Nunnally has been in training camps and summer leagues. He's got a nice shot, and hopefully he'll make the roster and all that, but um, Emeralds acquired him a few days before that. It was around August 11th I was starting to get all active on there for a little while because all the stuff going on, but yep, potentially nice addition if Thibodeau plays him or the new coach plays him. August 23rd, four years ago today, the Emeralds acquired Andrew Wiggins. And Luke Rasmussen says, and of course Luke is locally here, uh, that one-time LOL. I tell you, Joey, Minnesota sports are cursed, and yes, it's been a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff that has happened. Uh, Scott Doherty. Yep, Scott Doherty posting that awesome dunk. Yeah, when he would just fly over people. Yeah, there's some good ones. Yep, one against the Warriors there, and another against the Jazz. That was uh, Robert, too. That was an amazing play. Uh, we need to see more of that from Andrew because when he slashes to the basket, he's the silent assassin. When he's forcing up mid-range fadeaways, he sucks. That's the only that's the word I could come up with him. He sucks. But silent assassin, okay. Let's get some silent assassin going, Andrew. Stop with the stop with the worthless fadeaways. That'd be great. Uh, Luke Rasmussen says also. And how was our replacement in the playoffs? How was our, how has our placement in the playoffs improved since this acquisition? Well, we made it once, and that was just last year. Yeah, so let's keep moving. Scott Doherty. Yep, this is about him. It's got to be about Butler. Yep, Tom Thibodeau doesn't buy the rumors that Jimmy Butler wants to leave. Now, the rumor was true. Scott Doherty says, there's the door. Yep, cool there. Scott Doherty also adds, good guy, Thibs and Butler. Now it doesn't matter anyway, Thibs. You have destroyed us. You both need to leave. And yeah, you couldn't have said it better. It's 100% true. And they're both going to leave. So... Couldn't be more true now. Now it's even more true all these uh, weeks later. Though this is August 27th. This wasn't that long ago as we're moving forward. Wolves coach Tom Thibodeau reassures nervous fans. He's saying, oh, there's nothing to it, blah, blah, blah. Basically, there's nothing to it. It's okay. And, oh, Jimmy's got that nice smile there. We all know what good smiles do to this franchise, too. You know, Johnny Flynn and his nice smile. And well smoking. It did us so much good that... I can't even tell you how, how warm and fuzzy it makes you feel. Nicholas Simon out of Australia. Great poster and great, uh, great guy. Says Thibs needs to address this shitty defense directly. You're Tom Bleepin' Thibodeau. This is what you do. Defense. How is this possible? Well, it seems like he's not as good as people thought. Um, 
if his message isn't getting through, he's not a good coach. Can, can I say that? Now, certain people can't listen, okay? And believe me, I'm a trainer at work, and certain people just can't listen. But if you get to them enough, and you get to them, you, you get serious enough with them without getting crazy and yelling and screaming at them, saying, I'm going to respectfully ask you to listen. Please listen. They just might. Where Tom Thibodeau, you know, clearly things aren't going through when veteran players... With, with a decent amount of pedigree, like Taj Gibson, who's supposed to be a calming, calming, stabling influence, is saying sometimes you've got to block him out. So what does that say? That's your answer right there. That, that's all. That's all you got to read is that right there. That sums it all up in just a couple words. Nicholas Simon out of Australia says, yes, much better than lime green. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is why. The Timberwolves are bringing back their classic 90s pine tree uniforms, 1990s. Now, of course, this is the late 90s because the early 90s, there was the classic original uniforms that just said wolves and they were, that was, it was like a classic kind of a North Stars green, like a regular green with that uh, darker than sky blue, just regular royal blue, royal blue with like a Timberwolves with a North Stars kind of green. And then, of course, the wolves are going to bring back the uh, classic ones in the Garnet and Marbury slash Terrell Brandon Wally Zerbiak era. <clears throat> And L. Jefferson's final uh, first season with the Wolves, pardon me. Um, it was basically the Garnett era <laughs> that we wore those. Um, so that's cool. They're bringing him back for a few games, and that's nice. Nicholas Simon says, yes, much better than Lime Green, LOL. Sebastian Barton hates them. That's interesting. Sebastian hates everything. Sebastian says they're bleeping hideous. It's like watching the Wild in the red jerseys. And yeah, I never liked the red jerseys. I never liked the red jerseys. Never. Um, honest to God, Sebastian says, what would be cool is they had, what would be cool is they had like a pine tree etch into the sides of the jerseys going up, but this, but this many trees, gross. It just reminds me of 20 plus years of losing. Well, they were kind of good then. That was actually their best era though, Sebastian. So in, in case he's listening, I, I hope so. That was a fun time. It, it was fun. And the, well, after a while it wore, it got old because the team got extremely stagnant. Extremely stagnant. By about 02 or so, 01, 02, the team got bleeping stagnant. About 97. Oh my God, I was so excited. Oh, I get tears in my eyes thinking about it. And talking about those jerseys and a certain player that played then. Oh, that's the next post. Oh, I love, I love you, Tom Gugliotta. <laughs> with sincerity. I love you, Top Gugliotta. Oh, I miss him so much. And it's sad, very sad, very sad story. Um, the excitement coming in, though. Rookie Starfon Marbury. Remember that year, 96, 97? That's when these debuted, by the way, the summer of 96. Oh, my God. I must get tears in my eyes. Oh, I was so excited. I was so excited. Marbury, Garnett, Gugliotta. Oh, and a couple of Band-Aids like Dean Garrett and... Uh, what was that guy's name? Come on. It obviously wasn't Nesterovich. It was the guy before him for, for, for one year. Uh, Stojko Vrankovic. Yep. That was the band-aid. Dino, Dean Garrett, and uh, Stojko Vrankovic were the centers. Yuck. Shooting guards. Uh, Doug West was still here. And he was he was uh, dropping off. And again, he would be an interesting guest to have on here to hear his story. That's a guy who's got an interesting story to tell, if he's willing to tell it. Because he was so good back about circa 91, 92-ish. And then... The gradual decline, and then the reasoning for it apparently was he was having a, he was an alcoholic, and he was going through depression because the team was that bad. And then we finally got better, and you trade him to the team that was that team again, the, the Vancouver Grizzlies at the time. Oh, he was literally kicking the guy when he was down. Um, man, there I go way back into memory lane again. Oh man. So let's talk about another very sad story, but wonderful at the time. Ah, oh, there he is. Number 24, the barbed wire tattoo. I'm not a tattoo guy, as you probably know, but that one brings back wonderful memories because Tom Gugliotta was so good, and he was just such a positive, and I love that New York accent. I love New Yorkers. I kind of have a New York personality, even though I'm from Minnesota. It was an amazing interview. With Tom Gugliotta and Dan Barrero. I believe it was the State Fair, if I remember. August 31st, it had to have been. Um, August 30th, because it was yesterday at the time. Highly recommended you download and listen to that podcast. I will definitely discuss what was said in the next episode of TE. In your all thoughts on Tommy Gunn are welcome here. And, uh, yep, Tommy Gunn, he talked on and on about, uh, not on and on in a bad way. He never wanted to leave. He never did. Um, and 
things were just kind of going back and forth. It was because there was such a short window of free agency that year because of the lockout. And of course, Marbury was a D-bag and he was alienating Tom Gugliotta. Ultimately alienated himself just a couple months later. Gugliotta wanted to come back, but Gugliotta's indecision at the time, which he only had a couple hours to make a decision here and there at the time. It, it was a tough situation. There was already a secret deal in place. And it was kind of like, I'm really sorry, Tom, but it's we can't do anything now. And that's why he went to the Phoenix Suns. That is the secret reason why he was flying back to the Twin Cities that night. He was coming back to the Timberwolves. He was going to come to the Timberwolves. He was negotiating with Phoenix for whatever reason, maybe just business purposes, like, you know, like Flip Saunders did with the uh, Portland Trailblazers. He had no plans of leaving, but you gotta at least have some counter offer from another team to make things interesting for negotiation tactics. Flip Saunders did it, and he got a bigger contract at the end of the day. It was a very, very large, lucrative contract Flip Saunders got, which ultimately made him a very wealthy man (laughs) and his family wealthy by uh, going to the Trailblazers, at least negotiating, and then Glenn gave him a nice, juicy raise. Tom Gugliotta was doing something with the uh, Phoenix Suns at the time. The Phoenix Suns were interested in him, very interested in him. And then he's like, "Um, ultimately, I'd like to go back to Minnesota. Glenn Taylor, or Kevin McHale, probably not Taylor, because Taylor wasn't feeling well at the time. Um, He just had some type of heart surgery, if I remember correctly. I think it was bypass, actually. So, yeah, that's serious stuff, bypass surgery. And and unfortunately, there was a secret deal in place with Joe Smith that we, uh, a lot of us old Wolves fans know very well. And some of us old enough to remember NBA history, the uh, wink, wink to ink, ink, as Steve Ashburner once said. That was in place, and, well, the gig was up, and there was nothing we could do. We could not bring Tom Gugliotta back, because that would have blown everything up. At the end of the day, everything got blown up anyway a couple of years later, as we remember very well. Uh, the Timberwolves were... <laughs> the Timberwolves had five draft picks taken away. Joe Smith had his Larry Bird rights taken away. Ultimately, two of those draft picks were returned, and they ended up being Indy Eby and Rashad McCants. Yeah, that about sums up that. Uh, Indy Eby and Rashad McCants. That's, uh, wow. Woo! Hmm. You outdid yourself, Mikhail. Outdid yourself, like always. Just like a Paul Grant, who hit the side of the backboard once, and uh, I think he played one more game. Maybe. Maybe just one, and that was it. That was a first-round pick, 20th overall. He hit the side of the backboard. He had a, a stress fracture in his foot the first year, hit the side of the backboard in one game the second year, and he was waived. So... Wow, that's just like, I guess we didn't need him. We don't need any, we were, you know, we don't need any more rookies. Our roster's full. Whatever. I was hoping for more, but thank you, Nicholas Simon, though. Thank you. Thank you for, thank you for jumping in. I appreciate it. He says, very underrated player. I always wanted a Gugliotta jersey because it would weird people out, but he also was way better than people realize, and God, yes, he was. He wasn't the best defender. His passing skills were outstanding. They were outstanding. He was a decent defender. His rebounding was adequate. His scoring was phenomenal. Um, he could he could hit mid-range shots. He was powerful. Um, he was so intelligent. His basketball IQ was was way up there. Way, way, way up there with, with Sam Mitchell's. Um, he had a basketball IQ at Sam Mitchell's level. <clears throat> it was heartbreaking to hear. I mean, Gugliotta wanted to play for the Timberwolves, and he still says that to this day. He's not like Stefan Marbury where he'll just deny everything and and duck this and duck that. Gugliotta answered everything. I just love the guy. I'll probably listen to it again and talk about it some more in the future, I think. But um, that was a trip down memory lane that I enjoyed very much and also very sad, you know, because Tom Gugliotta, just a year after that, he had a successful season with Phoenix um, this first year. The fans here gave him a very, very, very hard time for leaving because we didn't know that he wanted to come back. We didn't know. We thought he said, screw you, Minnesota. I'm going to Phoenix because I hate Marbury. But then at the end of the day, just a couple of months later, Marbury was the bad guy, not Gugliotta. <clears throat> um, it was just so sad, though, how it all turned out. Then a year later, I forget the guy's name. I, was it Darvin Ham or somebody like that? Some No, somebody else. Somebody like that, though. Shaved head, you know, point guard. <laughs> Nothing not that has to do with anything, but kind of a bowling ball of a guy. Was going up for a layup, got kind of tripped up, and his head went right into Gugliotta's knee, and he tore everything, basically. ACL, MCL, meniscus. It was just, uh, oh. oh, Tom. 
He came back, was never the same, played very small minutes here and there, wrapped up his last couple of years with the uh, Atlanta Hawks and basketball, uh, basketball, Boston Celtics, had some decent minutes in his very, very final season, and then nobody signed him, and that was it for Tommy Gunn, unfortunately, uh, years later there. Very, very sad story, though. Tommy Gunn, yep, Tommy Gunn right between the eyes. I say that because that's how uh, Mr. Kevin Harlan used to call out his name. Tommy Gunn right between the eyes. Well, the Timberwolves signed uh, Luol Deng. Hey, Luol Deng has been signed. The Timberwolves are continuing. $2.4 million, not very expensive, but Luol Deng is here. So when in doubt, sign another Chicago Bull who played for Tom Thibodeau. Nicholas Simon says, come on, Thibs. This is getting ludicrous now. He said during this year off, he changed and grew as a coach, yet he's still getting his old buddies so he can destroy their bodies even more and doing the exact same shit. With the only difference being he can no longer coach a good defense, which is which was his only talent. Yep, it looks like there's more. Throw the whole Thibs away. Yep, I agree, and I think that's exactly what's going to happen. I can't disagree with anything said there, Nicholas. I cannot. So here we go. Justin Patton. Justin Patton is, is as big a myth as Bigfoot is what I posted there because he is. It's a myth. I don't think we'll ever see the guy play. Broke his right foot. Now he broke his left foot. That's great. Uh, Scott Doherty says, Greg Oden, 2.0. Thibs should have never pulled that trade. The Bulls won big. I bet we don't even see this guy in a Wolves uniform. And if we do, it'll be the Iowa Wolves. Unbelievable bad luck. And I agree, Scott Doherty, who is locally here in the Twin Cities. Great thoughts always from Scott Doherty. Extremely frustrating. Um... Extremely, extremely. You just sit here like, really? You know, so another situation. He broke his foot during workouts. Jimmy Butler requests trade from Timberwolves. Bye-bye, butthead. And this generated a lot of conversation, but this will be the end of the show here. Vince Germano says, wing wanker of a bloke. Fred Mithen, locally, says, F Thibodeau, we gave away our future for nothing. Thibs better run out of this town before he's tarred and feathered. Mm -hmm. Brent Jacobson, locally, says, I wonder which teams are on his list. Apparently, it was Clippers, Nets, and Knicks. And that was, of course, also added by Vince Germano there. <clears throat> Brent Jacobson says, do the Nets still owe their draft pick to the Celtics? Vince says, I'm not sure, but I think this next draft is the last first-rounder they give. Brent Jacobson says, from each of the three teams mentioned, here's who I'd want. Marsan Gortat. Yep, see, there you go. Thank you. Marsan Gortat. Yep, I agree with you. And a filler. Well, maybe Lou Williams would be really nice if the Clippers are willing to do that. That'd be a sweet trade, I think. You know, I mean, still, Butler's the better player. Duh. But... Those are good players. Uh, they're not young. They're both over 30, but they'd be helpful. Helpful. I don't think they'd be cancers in the locker room. New York Knicks, ideally, Christoph Porzingis, which won't happen. Yep, he says I highly doubt it. Otherwise, Enos Cantor in a filler, which is doable because it's $18 million. And again, that could help out Carl uh, Anthony Towns be freed up and be a power forward, which I think is extremely uh, an extremely good idea, actually. I think that'd be genius. Taj Gibson could then go to the bench because uh, I'd rather have Carl Anthony Townsend at sent uh, power forward. I think if uh, if when we saw what the result can be with Carl at power forward, you've got a much better team there. I think. I mean, the guy's career potential is going to just it's going to shatter that glass ceiling. It's not going to break the glass glass ceiling. It's going to shatter it. He's going to be way better than we thought if that happens. Nets D'Angelo Russell, which would be awesome, but again, yeah, he's thinking unlikely. Chris Levert and a pick. Chris Levert and a pick. And I think that's what we'd get from the uh, Nets would be, first and foremost, there'd be a draft pick. And then somebody, I don't know, <laughs> Alan Crabb. <laughs> he's not bad. He's not bad, but for 18 million bucks, he's kind of pricey. It'd be something like that, though. Maybe a draft pick and Alan Crabb or that Chris Levert there you got. Um, otherwise, Knox from New York. But uh, Cantor would be nice to uh, help move uh, Carl to the power forward. Vince Germano says, Joey, Told you, didn't I? Plonker walked in like he owned the joint and and had won titles. You know the rest. Yep. Yeah, you know the rest. And I, I agree completely. And we did talk about it on the last episode of TE. And neither of us disagreed with each other, did we, Vince? So it's a fact. Luke Rasmussen locally says, let him go. What a wank. I, I love it. Luke going Australian there. <laughs> this is going to be an interesting season. Yeah. Lots of stuff's going to happen. It's gonna, we're going to get a new coach and president. It's going to happen. And if it doesn't, well, okay, Glenn Taylor. Goodbye ratings, goodbye tickets. I mean, obviously people will still see Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns, but 
how can it's tougher and tougher to support a franchise financially when you have a coach and president of basketball operations that shouldn't be a coach in basketball operations, the <laughs> uh, president of basketball. That's the last thing I believe he's from the Philippines. Says we gave up our future prospects for this d bag. I agree. Mm. Levi Brown out of New Zealand, the older brother of Tanay, says I remember thinking how great I thought Levine and Dunn and Butler trade was last year. As I was a big Butler fan, my, how things have changed. Mm -hmm. Fred Mithens wraps up this section saying, I never wanted Butler because I thought that Wiggins could develop into a Butler-esque player if he committed to it. We gave up our future for a rental, which is exactly what I said would happen. SMH. If there was a way to get him over to the Lakers for Kuzma, SV, or maybe uh, KCP, continue, continue Caldwell Pope, yep, I'd be happy. I wouldn't mind that at all. Kuzma would be really cool. Um, it's going to be players like that. You'll be fortunate to get a nice young prospect. Otherwise, a veteran who's decent, but not as good. And that's kind of how things are most likely heading with this type of a trade. There is a reply, and that is from Vatsala saying, whoops, he's saying, and now it's getting blocked here. There we go. Exactly. It was pretty predictable that he'd be out after a year or so. I feared the same. Um... That, or he'd be injured all the time, overpriced, and, you know, very quickly he would, his, his uh, prime would disappear. That was my fear as well. You either sign him for too much, and it'd be for too long, and too, he wouldn't be as good, and you'd have to pray to God that Wiggins would take off. I knew it would stunt Wiggins. I knew it, and it stunted Towns too. And ultimately, it has uh, definitely been a huge disaster for this franchise. So, big, big boo-boo <laughs> for... Thibodeau and Layden to a point of I think they will not be welcomed back to, uh, as soon as this season. They may not be the coach this season, and I kind of hope uh, coach and GM this season, and I, I kind of hope not. In fact, I really hope not. So that should wrap up this section and all that. want to thank you guys for your inclusion. Awesome. Awesome inclusion. Vince Germano, Vitalia, uh, Fred. Thank you guys. Scott Doherty, awesome. Awesome throughout it. Of course, Tene Brown's awesome as well. Thank you guys so much for jumping on board and having a conversation with me. Hank McCoy, I hope I don't hate you. I, I hope you don't hate me so much. Uh, it's actually Wayne Hunt now, but again, I hope you don't hate my guts too much because he's vanished off the face of the earth. I think he I think he hates me because of my uh, on and on ranting about the Warriors. I'm going to try my best to just ignore it from now on. Just ignore it, not get mad about it anymore. Just if they win, they win and whatever. And get on with my life support my team and not think about that team or other teams I don't like because the Warriors aren't the only team I don't like. So I'm going to try my best to do that. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please tell your friends about the show. Multiple ways to get on. 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you're calling in for Timberwolves Explosion into your statement, shout-out, comment, question, and opine. That voicemail is <clears throat> limited two three minutes so just keep that in, in in mind you can always call back again if you have more to say otherwise there's one other uh plan there's one other way to go through it that is the the which which i highly recommend these days the audio submission route where you use the free voice recording application on your smart device smartphone whatever treat it like a phone call record it as long as you want i mean it doesn't have to i'm guessing it won't be a half hour five minutes six minutes something like that four minutes three minutes two minutes whatever it is Save it and email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com, paladinolive at yahoo.com, which I will then save and convert into a MB3 file and slide it on in here with fan interaction. You will lead off fan interaction, just like Marcus the Forecaster did. And if Marcus the Forecaster is listening again, keep him coming the way you did there. He could just, uh, yeah, so he can literally call my number and I can actually change that into a voicemail that I can bring onto the show too, which is really kind of cool. What the hell? What the hell? Andrew Wiggins is beefing with Steven Jackson? What the hell is that all about? I don't know. Well, Steven Jackson isn't exactly in the NBA anymore, so I don't know. I'm not too worried about that at this moment. So we're going to leave that alone. <laughs> Thanks again for listening. Tell your friends about the show. Write a review, positive review on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcast if they have that on there. I'm guessing they might by now. I don't know. But if you could write a review, it would be greatly appreciated. Thanks again all of you out there for listening and uh, can't tell you how much I appreciate you. Can't thank you enough. So thank you again. 
And we will talk to you pretty soon as we head into training camp and more news to break, most likely. The actual trade and probably firing at some point. Is it now or in a couple, or in a couple months? We'll see.